Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise is in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let, pray, let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praise of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron, to execute on them the judgment decree. This is glory for all his faithful ones. Praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions. They fail not. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto me. Amen. This is an interesting Sunday, one that is just full of various things and components. Today we find ourselves in a Sunday where we celebrate communion, where we come into union around the table with one another, remembering the sacrifice that was given for us, remembering the gift of salvation that Jesus gave to us and experiencing the love and the joy and the compassion and the grace of God. We come today also celebrating all saints Remembering those that have gone before us, those faithful ones that, that served well, but also remembering those faithful ones that are yet here with us, walking the journey with their hands to the plow. We, we also celebrate today Commitment Sunday, whereby we bring forth to the altar our commitments and we, we, we pledge to be faithful to those in the upcoming months and the upcoming year. We have a lot that we are talking about this Sunday. And I find it very fitting that this would be the scripture that we read. This scripture is an invitation to praise. It starts out with a great and loving praise, a praise that is, 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 is worth the majesty of the God that we serve. It is an invitation to praise, but it also reminds us that just as faithful as God has been to us, we must remain faithful to him. Over time in ministry, over time of life, actually, I have found even in my own life, I probably shouldn't say that being a pastor, but even in my own life, sometimes it's easier to, to yell and to scream and to shout the praises of God. <sighs> Unfortunately, sometimes we, wish we miss the mark and actually living what we preach, living what we say, living what we shout about. We are good at shouting his praises, but at times we fail at living them. Augustine once wrote, don't let your life, don't let your life give evidence against your tongue. Sing your new song with your voices, sing also with your heart, sing with your mouth, but sing also with your conduct. 
We are called to participate in the service to and with God. We all have something to do. Over the last few weeks, we have talked about going deeper, deeper as individuals, deeper as a church, deeper as a community of faith. Last week in particular, Pastor Elaine came to us and she had this thought-provoking question, what can you do? It is a question that I have pondered over and over and over again throughout this week and prayerfully, it has been a question that you too have pondered. She gave an illustration of a poet as he stands next to someone sinking in quicksand and he came up with all of these bright and lovely ideas, all of these grand and, 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 and lovely ideas. However, he had everything he needed to be a, a person in that moment to save the one that needed help and he failed. He had everything that he needed. He was in the right place at the right time with the right resource, and yet the soul still perished. And I began to think, how many times have we been called to a place, called to a people, called to a very specific thing and failed to act? How many times has our failure to act then also cause a loss. Last night, I, I received a text message on my way home. I haven't even made it home yet. We're still in the store. And it was interesting because the text, all it said is, are you doing anything tonight? And in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, I'm doing something tonight. I'm going home. I'm going to watch the, this funny show that my wife and my kids were watching. Lord, pray for everyone. <laughs> and And... and I'm going to sit down at the table. I'm going to open the scriptures. I'm going to open my commentaries. I'm going to open my books. I'm going to open my laptop. And I am going to prepare for the sermon tomorrow. Of course I have stuff to do tonight. And I looked at the text and it just, it kept looking back at me. And so I called him and I said, hey, what's going on? He said, I just want to know if you're doing anything tonight. And in that moment, I realized what I was doing tonight was talking to him. And so after driving and finding out all these things that was going on, after driving and talking with him through a bunch of things, it turned, in, it turned from a text of desperation into a conversation of hope. How many times have we had those opportunities, but all we could see was what we needed, and we failed to be what God had called us to be in that moment? As we remember saints today, I remember my grandmother and how she would do things to a young person because I was little that seemed to be very inconvenient. I, I knew what she was trying to do. I knew it because she pinched me on the way out of church to make me hurry up so she could do it. But when we got home, she would get a phone call and everything would change. And for me, I'm still trying to figure out why would you change? Every it was important five minutes ago. But the reality of it is she saw something different. She saw what God was calling her to do in that moment. She saw people that needed something very specific. She saw, in some cases, the ability and the opportunity to be for somebody else, which she even needed right then. We are all called to do something. 
For some of us, it is preparing food on Wednesday nights. For others, it is bringing mobile meals to the doors of those that are hungry. For some of us, it is providing a coat. For others, it is just inconveniencing yourself enough to sit down and listen to someone more than you talk. We may not, we may not walk into a place where there is someone drowning in quicksand when, and we have a rope in our bag, but we may come across someone that's lost in their sin and we have the gospel, which would be that rope to help pull them out. We, we may walk across somebody that, that is struggling with how God may see them based on the sins that they have committed. But we have the love of Christ to tell them that, that he died for your sins and that he is faithful and just to forgive you. And that he already loves you right now, just as you are. It is in this moment that, that we remember a lot of different things about who God is. And as we celebrate all that he is and we celebrate all that he's doing, we must also celebrate all that he has promised. So in that, you ask, what can you do today as a mark of faithfulness? And I say, Come magnify the Lord with me and celebrate in song. You ask, what can you do? I say, come with me and put to the plow and let's work together as we move forward in all that God has called us to. You ask me, what can we do? Let us pray. Let us commune. Let us remember. And let us serve. The other thing that I love about this particular scripture is that they were bidden to look forward to the time when God would intervene and do a new and dynamic thing in a new and dynamic way. They were reminded that praising God for future accomplishments is not just about lip service, but it's about giving a total praise. And the requirement of total praise is both words, actions and deeds. Today, as we remember the saints that have gone before us, let us celebrate all that God did in their lives today. As we give our monetary commitments, let us also make a total commitment of self to the will and the way of God today. As we commune around God's table, let us remember that there is still those that, that need to know Jesus and the partner of their sins, that need to, to know God their father, let us remember that there are still those that need his spirit to permeate their lives. Let us remember that there is still work for each of us to do. So as we celebrate what God has done, as we celebrate what he's doing right now in our present, let us not forget to celebrate even what is to be in our future. We have work to do. In our children's moment, she said, I, I wonder what my legacy will be when I am no longer here. Will they have seen enough of Christ in your walk? Would, would, they have, would your walk and your talk have mirrored in such a way that there is no doubt what you believe? Will the impact of your life be the sermon that God desired for you to preach. In the name of the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit.